Hobo Go. Hobo Go? Mm hmm. Hobo Go. I don't know what to say after that. That's all I have to contribute to the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening to the Kind of Epic Show. Still thinking about those seals. <laughs> oh, yeah. We watched the video, guys. Oh, man. Continuity, look at that. And my how the hypotheses were unfounded. Let me just say three instances of penguin rape, and the scientists think they figured something out only to witness a penguin's uh, rape and murder. And, well, not cannibalism, but consumption. Yeah, I mean. It's not cannibalism when we eat an animal. Is that. So is that what it would be like? I guess that's the equivalent of the. That bit in Van Wilder where he, where he, <laughs> where gives he him the cream filled donuts, yeah. right? No, how is that the equivalent of that? <laughs> you stick your dick in something, and afterwards you bite the head off of it. He jerked off his dog into donuts. Yeah, and then someone bit off that semen-filled, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I, are you telling me that that seal didn't make sure he got his load off in that penguin before he bit his head off? <laughs> oh, that's what you're talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. Cream filling. Wasn't me, guys. Blame the harsh mating conditions of the the furred seal. Man, could you imagine that conversation that happened afterwards between those penguins? Like, hey, Jerry, what happened? What happened to Mike? (laughs) (laughs) He's awfully quiet. (laughs) (laughs) They got over, just kind of nudge him. No, Bill told me, you know, one of those assholes. They uh. They did some stuff to him. Why the fuck didn't he run away? It's a fucking seal. It like jumped on him. He was he was, he was buried beneath the seal blubber. Yeah. yeah. But it's his fault he didn't yell for help. <laughs> he did yell for help. I mean, it, it, it fucked up. There was like 50 of us sitting there and none of us had the balls to do anything about it. I didn't even see any of those penguins move. Like, the only thing that was moving was the pelvis of the seal and the penguin was just stuck there, flattened against the ice. I can't. Holding, they were all holding still, so they didn't draw attention to themselves. Maybe if we hold really still, he won't see. That seal's it. not a fucking T Rex. <laughs> Being a passive participant of this makes me feel like a rapist because I saw it and I didn't say. I saw it and I didn't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so by law, we could go to jail for watching this video and not doing anything about it. I feel like that's the case. We got to go hunt down the first seals. That's the only thing. <laughs> All right, just go grab a club and let's go. (laughs) Eradicate this species. Who wants to go seal clubbing? We gotta protect these penguins. Oh well. Do you have that time? I do have it timed by accident, so we'll just we'll just let it go. Mike just doesn't want us to talk about the seals. Let shit go. Take a moment of silence for the the fallen penguins of the seal rape <laughs> in the subantarctic marine islands. Thank you. Thank should, you. Should we just start referring to the seal as Bill Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> to the Bill Cosby seal. <laughs> the furry Bill Cosby seal. 
The third Bill Cosby seal. Oh, God. Wait, that's a whole nother level. Do they drug the penguins first? No. <laughs> what are they going to drug it with? It's not like they have fucking like poisonous barbs in them. Oh, for moment of silence. Anyways, moment of silence. Um, drink them if you got them. <laughs> take, take a drink. Take a, let's take a drink for these. Cheers. Cheers to those poor penguins. <laughs> that was a moment right there. Was a moment there. Can right? we just pause it and play that gold back and make sure that it got recorded? That was so good. No soundboards on the kind of epic show. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, jeez. So anyway, what we're really here to talk about is... Um, because we didn't get into it last time, that's why that other episode ended rather abruptly. <laughs> was, uh, uh, got a bunch of superhero television stuff to yep. discuss. Hell, they even, they, uh, we, we can talk about Supergirl. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. They cast, uh, the main, well, Kara. Yep. Kara, Kara, how do you want to pronounce that? Kara sounds good. Okay. I mean, space in Spanish. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Kara. But, uh, so yeah, her name is Melissa Benoit? Ben- Benoit. Or is it Benoit? It's B-N-O-I-S-T. I feel like Benoist is... That can't be right. <laughs> that can't... I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's how it was spelled. No, I'm not doubting you, but... How that... you have to pronounce it? Yeah, I'm not too certain <laughs> on how to pronounce that one. <laughs> Ooh, look at look at these shoes now available from T Fury. Okay. Shouldn't they change the name of the sh- company if they're not going to make T-shirts anymore? <laughs> well, they're still doing T-shirts. So, so what uh, what show is she cast in here? Uh, she's Supergirl. Okay. Yeah, CBS is um, superhero show being executive produced by Greg Galanti. Yeah. Taking off this year? Uh, Next year. They're doing a pilot for it. A pilot for it, so. Okay, because I, I hadn't heard any press on this one, but yeah. I wasn't um, looking for it. So. It yeah. won't be part of the established DC universe, because for some reason they want to keep making DC shows and then not be on the same network. Well, I I, I feel as if Greg was up for it, and then like the, the head of CBS is, really? wasn't. They yeah. don't want to do that much planning, that's what it is. Yeah. They don't want to have to coordinate around other story arcs and incorporating yeah. other fact, like facts of the universe into yeah. it. The 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 uh, uh, yeah the head of CBS is very excited with the fact of making you know procedural standalone Supergirl episodes and you're kind of like okay soon it'll be Supergirl Miami Supergirl Las Vegas (laughs) Supergirl Cyber Division (laughs) I don't I don't get the point of doing it considering we've had Smallville already Mm -hmm. you know I don't. I don't get the point. But apparently, because of the success of Smallville, perhaps is why they go back to that. But what's the point of having a Supergirl with no Superman? Well, I think they uh, Superman is does exist in that universe. All right. So he's around doing something. Okay. So that's all right then. Um, (coughs) they also cast uh, Jimmy Olsen, who's a big black guy. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Not anything like. You would picture Jimmy Olsen being... No. He's a good actor, though. I yeah. remember him from True Blood. He was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. Yeah, I don't know the actor you're talking about. No. 
But yeah, it's definitely not Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 oh, weird. Yeah. it's weird. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, well, it's better than how they when they when they did the new Fifty Two, Jimmy Olsen popped up, and it looked like they were trying to draw him like he looked like fucking Justin Bieber or something. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, DC here and casting news and whatnot, I watched uh, Macabre Brooks. Oh, I, that's I his watched name. Uh, very good chance Justice League War today. Hmm? Not war, just Throne of Atlantis. And, you know, I kind of feel like it was a good sequel to War, which a lot of people didn't care about. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like they they treated it, this is, it's basically Arthur's movie. Uh, They have his origin story in it, all that. It's basically Aquaman, but they needed to put Justice League in the title. Yeah, Hmm. pretty much. Okay. And, like, it has, like, his origin, and then it's the Throne of Atlantis crossover. Okay. Um, I feel like they missed an opportunity where, uh, when the tidal wave's coming from the book, and Bat- Batman's talking to the Flash, or Green Lantern, one of the two, I forget which, and he was, uh, they're like, there's no way we can save all, all these people, and Batman's like, no, people are going to die, we just have to do our best to save as many as we can. Always that way with Batman. But, I mean, there's a giant tidal wave coming to Metropolis that's going to fucking wipe out half the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tidal wave stops. The tidal wave doesn't fucking hit. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Orm stops it and then has it spread apart to release the army. So he mosed yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And Moses. then his army <laughs> But, you know, I, I felt like that kind of took the part of the impact of Throne of Atlantis out the window. Well, At least of the comic. I don't know. The kid's... Yeah, but they they here they are cursing in it. <laughs> like I, they said dumbass and shit. Really? Yeah, hmm. it's rated PG thirteen. What if it was the throne of Atlanta and it was like that, uh, <laughs> like that Futurama episode where they go to to Atlanta and then it becomes the lost city of Atlanta when it sinks into yeah. the ocean <laughs> and Zoidberg gets caught in the lobster trap. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> I could see that being a a, a good spin on Aquaman. You're the right. lost city of Atlanta. And Aquaman is what? some like prominent rapper out of Atlanta instead of... <laughs> he I, raps to fish. I feel like, <laughs> Come on, that would be awesome. I feel like they just cut the balls off of the story, you know? Like, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> like, at, at this point when it's rocks. coming, you've accepted that people are going to die. And even the Justice League has accepted this. Alright, let's go save, just save people. Mm-hmm. And then he just snipped the balls off. Like, god damn it. Can't kill anybody. Maybe they didn't want to animate it. Maybe it would have been more expensive that way. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like the idea of DC trying to do a, a new animated universe through their direct-to-video department. But Son of Batman was just okay. Mm-hmm. And then War was just okay. This was just okay. Okay. Yeah. And the next one is Batman versus Robin is the title of it. Oh. I think it's a Court of Owls. So. Yeah, yeah, they're adapting Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. But we'll Man. see. Man. I'll get them. I own all of them. One good thing about the casting in it, though, they replaced uh, Uncle Andy from Weeds. He was Green Lantern in War. Uh, they got Nathan Fillion back to do Green Lantern. I love from his other direct uh, DVD huh. features. Huh. Well. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all. Didn't they replace somebody else? They replaced Superman. 
Is it, I think Jerry O'Connell was doing it. Yeah, actually. Jerry O'Connell did do it, yeah. I think last time they had somebody else. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Yeah. I think they replaced Wonder Woman, too, because I think War was Michelle Monaghan, and the Rosario Dawson was doing it this time. Yeah. Mm. What are the so casting the, news? Uh, the only person that saved was fucking Jason O'Mara, and I hate his Batman. <laughs> I, I hate him as ba- his Batman voice. It just sucks. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's on the verge let, of Christian. Let me clear my throat. It's on the verge of Christian. Bale. <laughs> like that's how bad it is. It's on the verge of Christian Bale voice. Um, just get fucking stick with Ken, Kevin Conroy, guys. <laughs> Andrea Romano, you're still the casting director. Just stick with your go-to Batman. Um, let's see uh, other sort of random DC news. Um, the uh, well, not the cast. The list. lineup. Yeah, the character lineup for the Titans um, show for TNT popped up, and we're gonna have some Dick Grayson. <laughs> I'm all right with that. I'll take some Dick. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah, we're gonna have some Dick Grayson. We're gonna have some Starfire and Raven, uh, Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove, which is was an odd choice. Well, I mean, they're playing them as you know, gay. I'm pretty sure. No, they're no, sure. they're not. I don't think so. I thought that. What I read? Uh, maybe, maybe I thought it was. Uh, I, I might have misread. Yeah, maybe the source that I looked at was different. Yeah, I would have sworn. Um, let me look that well, up. While you're looking at it, who else is in the lineup? Uh, yeah, Barbara just, Gordon. Barbara, Barbara Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not as Batgirl. But, but still, it's kind of nice to have. Oracles with yeah. Dick. Yeah, Babs and Dick. Well, they're two of my favorite, like, romantic interests in comics, and they've never explored it. I mean, they have and they haven't, you know? Can I... Earlier, we had a very serious moment of silence for raped penguins, and now we're making dick jokes? Yeah. We just shrugged I'm sure we'll make so some quickly. more penguin jokes once uh, we get to Once we get to okay. Yeah, the version of Hawk and Dove or the Hank Call and Don Granger version. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, so she's a girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so not gay. So not yeah, gay. sorry. Yeah, uh, Hawk and Dove in the uh, Justice League cartoon. They're both guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is they're going with the more recent Hawk and Dove. Yeah. And a more socially acceptable <laughs> Hawk and Dove. <laughs> Rob Liefeld. See, that's almost kind of disappointing. I thought they were actually just kind of... The, the gay couple? Yeah. I don't know. I, that's, still, that's still extremely female heavy. Yeah, well, half the team. Half the, over half the team. I think that's cool. I Agent yeah. Carter has set a precedent. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. For me. Dick and Hawk. I like... And Dick. <laughs> Maybe they'll have the love interest. Oh, God. That's a good prostitute name. Um, yeah. Hawk <laughs> and Dick. Uh, <laughs> now, now, it makes me wonder if, like, they'll mention, uh, if Barbara will mention her dad at all, you know? Like, where does that line get drawn? Well, I mean, it, it's been said, you know, it's after Robin and Batman's breakup. Yeah. They broke up? Yeah, yep. Bruce didn't want Dick anymore. <laughs> dick, I'm moving on. <laughs> Can I need you to clear everything out of your seven rooms in my mansion? <laughs> By tonight. Clear out your wing. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta make room for another Robin. Um, I, I know early reports when like some of the creators were talking, they were talking about having Beast Boy as well, so maybe... Because evidently in that pilot script they also don't uh, well uh, Starfire and Raven don't show up until the end of it. So. Mm. Mm. 
odds. Uh, must mean there's a lot of hawk and dove in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you think you'd want to get people the the people that fans would know, yeah. right? Like uh, from a certain point of view, you can imagine the show being made because there's a generation of kids that grew up with the Teen Titans cartoon. Yeah. So if they're doing like sort of an adult show with the same characters, you would imagine they would focus on the more familiar sex elements. it up. Yeah. That's what I imagine they do. <laughs> well, take well, Starfire, I mean, how can't you? When does she wear clothes? I don't know. You tell me. I don't read DC. Uh, well, <laughs> does she wear clothes? Not Is often. Is she always a she? Yes. Okay. But, you know, kind of... I would like to see an opportunity if they were to, like, cross over with Arrow get Roy over there, you know, like... Oh, uh, that'd be cool. You know, just say he leaves Arrow for a season and goes over to the Titans or something, you know. Hmm. That would be fucking awesome. I'd be all down for that. That'd be cool. That'd be neat. Crossover. So, other casting news. Um, Marvel's been on a bit of a roll with their Jessica Jones and... <clears throat> Announcements. Um, there's the Australian lady from the first Transformers movie. Yeah, she's in it. Don't know her name. Was it Rachel Taylor? So yeah, yeah, yeah the, the blonde. The yeah. blonde. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she's playing Hellcat. Yeah, which is like, neat. Yeah, she's operating as uh, Jessica's gal pal. Yeah. Um, essentially replacing Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Rachel yes. Taylor is her name. Yeah, yeah. Miss Marvel was the. Basically, the role that Hellcat's now. Yeah, filling. but since okay. now she's getting her own movie, I don't think Marvel wanted to blow their load on Captain Marvel. <laughs> right. Um, and then today we also heard about uh, Carrie Ann Moss was cast for a mysterious role that they didn't name. But from the sounds of it, <clears throat> based on what the, the you know, alias's storyline, mm-hmm. um, my guess would be Spider-Woman. Yeah. Jessica Drew. So I, I could see Marvel just doing Jessica Drew and having her, like, double agent background and all that shit mm-hmm. and just kind of leaving uh, the Spider-Woman name out of it. Yeah, well, I don't know what the legality of that is. Cause, yeah, I mean, it could be murky. She um, she really has nothing to do with Peter Parker or Spider-Man, no. so... No, but... Mm. No, I mean... Then why the fuck is she currently in Spider-Verse, for crying out loud? Because like, it has to have every Spider-Man character in the known universe. Right. They even stuck in the fucking the Japanese Spider-Man that has a giant robot. He showed up. It was yeah, like the for first, the television series? Yeah. It was like the first time Marvel has ever acknowledged it in the comics in any fashion. Yeah. But yeah, it's a big lion ro- robot that he controls. Oh, uh, no, Marvel.com <laughs> actually put some of those episodes back up on their website. No, Are you telling me yeah. that Katy Perry Spider-Man? Yes. Um, She's kind of... All right. Well, that's that's what's been great about uh, Spider-Verse. I I liked it when Miles teamed up with the TV show Ultimate Peter Parker. (laughs) That was entertaining. Um, Yeah. The other... Well, the biggest, best casting news was David Tennant is the Purple Man. Who's one of the best Marvel villains ever? Yeah, he's a creepy fuck. I know. <laughs> David Tennant is gonna kill it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I, I never. Spoilers if you haven't though. read Alias, but David, will you do the honors of explaining? Well, the I mean, actions of Purple Man. Yeah, Purple Man. His thing is that he he can make people do whatever <clears> he, <throat> he says. 
Okay. Like he, he releases you, pheromones. And, yeah. Ooh. He's so, a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. We have been on this theme all night. <laughs> and we cannot get away. Damn. But yeah, the thing that he did to Jessica Jones was that oh. he uh, uh, he you know t- took her under his uh, control and was he, she basically was his slave for I want to say like a year or something. And the when only, is Luke Cage going to show up and kick this guy's ass? Well, they didn't know each other at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the the only reason I, I think Purple Man got bored one day or got annoyed at the Avengers and just decided to throw her away and have her like try and kill all of them. So she tried to attack like Thor and Vision and stuff and got the holy shit beat out of her. And so you know she woke up and explained to them what happened. But yeah, that was sort of the downfall of her superhero career because after that she didn't really want anything to do with superheroes right. and she opened up her PI agency and so forth yeah so David Tennant's going to be super creepy <laughs> I'm, that's awesome yeah. I'm looking forward to that yeah, yeah. that's he's, a good fucking he's going to deliver a great great role on this I'm sure <laughs> great performance thing you know, speaking of David Tennant, I didn't realize uh, I have, season two of Broadchurch hasn't started here in the states, but uh, Eve Miles is joining the cast for season two, so that's another oh, cool. Doctor Who person on Broadchurch. Right. Yeah. yeah, I saw the first season on Netflix. Yeah, so I you should check it out. It. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I still haven't watched it yet. <clears throat> I definitely will get get in on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, speaking of Marvel TV. Uh, uh, Fox is in negotiations to bring the X Men to the TV. Okay. Or a TV series. Animated? Or live no. action? No, live oh, action. Okay. Yeah, live action TV series. It could work. Um, but evidently, they are actually in talks with Marvel to do so. So what? But Marvel I, will be producing it? Uh, Fox is they in talks with them. I think, I, I, I think it's because there's a murky situation with the television rights. Oh. So Fox just has the movie rights. They don't have mm-hmm. the rights to do a television show. I think so. That's interesting. Looks so like they actually, might... Hmm. Do you think they would see <clears throat> the film rights in order to be able to... No, uh, uh, television show is too low stakes for them, yeah. something like that. But, um, but Marvel's going to negotiate some, some sort of added control on what happens with the films. Otherwise, why would they agree to work? Like, If they're not going to get something out of it, why would they agree to work with them? I I, I, they haven't agreed. They're just in negotiations. So, I mean, they're at least willing to talk. Um, in order for some it, film rights. Uh, remember the TV show Mutant X? Yeah. Evidently, there was a big legal dispute between Fox and Marvel at the time about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I guess that's trying to be avoided mm-hmm. this time. Well, the other one I thought was mainly just because it looked like a ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I mean... But uh, I, I think, uh, for some reason, they're, they're talking. I think, who knows? Who knows mm-hmm. what it'll become? Hmm. I'd be completely alright if we get X-Men on television and Marvel has some control over it. Yeah, but I I mean, the way they've connected their film and television uh, releases of late, do you think it so wouldn't make sense for them to be involved if they can't tie that in as well. So like, you, you think that X-Men can't be part of the universe on television? Well, I, I, I think Marvel would want that. They want that to happen, right? It makes yeah. it, for their From their standpoint, they want X-Men to be able to be incorporated into what they're doing in film and television. Yeah. But Fox isn't going to just relinquish the rights for a little bit of help in the writing department or whatever like yeah. whatever they work out. So, Unless somebody's willing to shell out a bunch of bucks to buy, like to buy back the rights for 
X-Men films. That won't happen. Then, yeah, then I, I don't know... I don't know if any any crossover can happen yeah. at all. Yeah. But I just don't see why Marvel would bother if they can't have that. Mm-hmm. So. Especially since they're already on S.H.I.E.L.D. setting yeah, up humans. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, my idea would be for we can't eat because the show won't start until next fall. Like, the following, uh, over a year from now. So, fall of 2016. I think it would be neat if it picks up after Apocalypse. Hmm. You know, and then you... 80s period piece focusing on... Yeah, set it in the, in the 80s like Apocalypse is going to be. Get the the young cast that you have as Scott, Gene, and Storm. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Sophia Turner's contract for Game of Thrones isn't going to be that... Like, her time on the Game of Thrones probably wouldn't interfere too much. Because each character has, what, probably two episodes? Yeah. Maybe cut it down and <laughs> cut everyone's scenes down right. together. I wonder if anybody's done that. Like, taking Game of Thrones and just, like, edited... All the storyline together for specific char- characters. Yeah, that'd be neat. I don't, I don't, yeah, I could see somebody sitting out there doing that. That'd be a strange way to view the show. Yeah. Well, it could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Too, I mean, you'd be insightful. I think. Yeah, but it'd be a weird way to view the show. <laughs> so I mean, I, I think she would be able to do it, and the other two are relatively unknown as well. So mm-hmm. I think yeah, that'd be cool. And you know, of course, you can't get McAvoy to. Be Xavier, but yeah, that's true. Uh, it would need some sort of Xavier there, or hell, you could fast forward it a couple of years and just have it set in the nineties and have a different person be Xavier. Mm. I don't know. It could work. Exciting. Yeah. Well, um. So then we can actually talk about TV shows we watched. Um. Wow. I suppose we can start with Agent Carter. Yeah, since we're talking about Marvel. Yeah. Um, so, Chance finally watched everything else, because at the time that we had last talked, we had, the first two had aired, and you had only watched the first one. Right. I've, I've seen everything through the Blitzkrieg <coughs> episode 4, 104, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really enjoying the show overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week's episode, I don't know, it... Earlier I said it, it wasn't as good as the episode before it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I still... I don't know if I still believe that. I I was thinking more about it and, like, the... There was a lot more involved... Or, there was a lot more going on within the... Uh, oh, shit, now I can't think of what they call it. The USS? Or, not, not USS. The SS? The SSR. Oh, SSR. There's a lot more going on with... What with the chief being away in Russia and mm-hmm. and uh, getting, I mean, tons more misogyny from from, from all her coworkers, <laughs> which is which is what we know is going to happen. But yeah, I, I like that one scene was pretty cold. Where, where she wa- where she's hiding and walks into the yeah, interrogation room, eating the burger, and he's like, nobody's ever gonna like respect you or like as much as you want them to. Yeah. Like, no man is going to do that. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> like, no shit. What a dick. Uh. Yeah, but I... That, uh... That was a big moment in last week's episode. Or in this this week's episode. For me. Because... I don't know. While, you know, I think that the goal of that scene was to just point out how she's not respected by her peers and all that. Mm-hmm. You also saw in her... You know, there, there's those mo- very few moments where she's shown as as weak, or mm-hmm. you know, like somebody else is 
is beating her because uh, she's always kicking ass when there's a fight scene going on. She's been very successful as a double agent for for Howard Stark, and it's just I don't know. It's nice to see her in those moments where <laughs> she's like she feels like she's a she's a real hero and she's doing a like making a big difference in what's happening in the world behind the scenes. And you see like the what happens to the alter ego of the superhero when they can't just say, Oh well yeah, you don't know that I saved the whole world last week. You know, she just has to take that shit from him even though he really is not an important character to the show other than <laughs> other than berating her, he hasn't done anything of value yet. And well he plays a big that was Chad Michael Murray's character right yeah um, next well this week's episode the two parter uh, the, they go out on a uh, she, they give her a field mission and he's with her they finally mm-hmm. give her a field mission and it's when she teams up with the commandos so right. I kind of feel like he might be brought into the fold a little bit and yeah he's going to see, see a different action. side of her for mm-hmm. sure and then maybe it'll kind of flip a switch where he actually becomes a yeah, maybe like after seeing Ben like dumb dumb do again yeah, respect her and probably follow her orders and stuff. Yeah, you know they haven't. They're not going to bring up Tony Stark in this show mm-hmm. or Iron Man, but we are getting some insight into him through watching Howard Stark. Yeah, yeah like the whole the whole bit where every time she returned to the to her apartment, <laughs> he's in a different chick's apartment room. And it's like what a dirtbag! Like, can't you just wait for one hour? She's out there on the mission. Wait for one hour, she'll come back, and you'll find out what's going on. You, you had to go get laid. Like the six yeah. six times. Of this <laughs> I loved that though. Was it, was, it was funny, but you know, I, like if you analyze it, you're thinking, "Wow, this is why Tony Stark is an alcoholic. <laughs> He's a kind of a shitty individual because his dad was banging single ladies." And hey, one of those will eventually ladies. be his mom. Yeah, one of those will eventually be Tony's mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but probably the the coolest part of the episode, and definitely the. What brought the most foreshadowing was uh, something that I didn't re- like fully pick up on. You guys were telling me about the the widow project. Yeah, the, the Peggy's new neighbor totally just beat the shit out of uh, somebody. Some guy who was set up to be the bad guy for the episode. Yeah. Well, oh, what and, did they call him? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It was just some <coughs> like some gang. Yeah, yeah. Gang he, he was showing up to you know murder Peggy. And then she, uh, the neighbor w- w- walks out, which, Dottie, 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 Dottie yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she walks out the door and she's like, ooh, I want that gun, because he has like a, a, like a little submachine revolver thing yeah. going on. And she totally like beats the shit out of him. And, and in a manner that is very similar to... Widow-esque. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently the show's going to get into the, 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 the red room. Yeah. Where the USSR trains their... Secret agents and so forth. That's exciting. Yeah, that'd be interesting too what they do with that. Yeah, um, definitely didn't see it coming before that moment. <laughs> I believe that bef- prior to that, when we saw that girl, she was hiding dinner rolls in her purse or something to that effect, like hiding some sort of food goods in her purse. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, she's snapping necks. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, you know, one thing I, I hope the show does. I hope it uh, because clearly she's next week. She'll be going on a, a mission with a. The commandos and everything. Mm-hmm. I hope it kind of ties eventually ties back into uh, the scene in uh, Agents of Shield where she was with the commandos trying to get the obelisk. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know that'll be that'll mm. be nice. I I was able to predict, <clears throat> but See, you're not you haven't you haven't watched the season of Shield. Uh, Peggy's been in quite a bit of it. Yeah, through flashbacks. Yeah. Okay. 
I, but I was able to predict in that episode where when she was going to recover the Blitzkrieg button, mm. like whenever she whenever she opened it right away, I was like, "Oh, great! Steve Rogers' blood's in there." Like yeah. obviously, I that, that was what, cool. who like what else would they be after but uh, to be able to replicate the Super Soldier Serum? Yeah. That mm-hmm. was that was the only intent. But I, which hell, that's what the Incredible Hawk was about. Yeah, but but I think that's interesting because that's a pretty big like if you think about it, that could have been the end game for the whole season was we're trying to replicate Super Soldier Serum. So Howard Stark is not he, he says he's trying to recover his stolen uh, uh, inventions, but really all the only thing that he was really after was the serum. But we got that mid well, now we're four episodes in and that's already four, happened. Four, so eight, yeah. so what's like that just makes me think how big is the end game for him because we don't we know that he's hiding things from her. And like he has a an ulterior motive for why he's asking her to help him, aside from just recovering his stolen inventions. But now it seems like a much more complex thing than mm-hmm. just finding that one thing that was stolen, and then uh, we know what his not so evil, but well, like, especially like the uh, um, the thing that the the Peggy's boss found out. Uh, that oh, about in that Russia, where that there was just, battle, yeah, yeah, some. The Germans had nothing to do with it, and it was just like a, a bunch of slaughtered people in a village, or right? Something. And Howard is involved with that in some fashion. Well, at first, it, at first, it kind of led you to believe that that the Blitzkrieg button had something to do with that. Like maybe you know that somehow killed just killed all the people in that city. But then you find out that that's not an actual viable threat. So yeah, now maybe it was a failed attempt at the super soldier. Uh, project that led to the massacre of a shitload of Russian soldiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Def- definitely a lot in that episode, and it'd be I'm- interesting to see where the season goes. Like, uh, I think they should wrap it all up in eight episodes, just in case it doesn't. Come oh yeah, back. yeah, yeah, you know, look at it as like a mini series. How's it been performing? Um, I mean, if at the beginning it was pulling in shield numbers. Now I think it's a little lower than that. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, it's not amazing. I think it's pro- actually. I think it's probably performing in the same way Flash and Arrow is performing. Yeah. So it would probably be very good on CW. Right. <laughs> I guess the ABC standards are a little higher, but fuck them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy right. thing. Like. uh I'm listening to uh, Kamel's uh, X-Files Files podcast, and he goes in, he pulls message boards from the, the day those episodes aired and everything, <laughs> which is real neat, because it's all archived. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's real neat, but he also brings up the ratings, and just hearing like the numbers that it was pulling in, mm-hmm. like, pulling in, like, season two, not even at the height of the X-Files. Like, it didn't get popular until, like, Three through five are the best years of the the, the X Files. Mm-hmm. Even in season two, ten point whatever per episode. And that's just kind of mind blowing that that many people were watching a TV show at that time. To some degree, there's less choices. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that. true. Less regular like, access to cable, sort of. Yeah. Like, so, do you think that is just because of the more options to watch? Yeah. Yeah, but and options of what else to do. I mean, yeah. not only do you have a shit ton of cable channels now, Netflix, yeah, um, video games, yeah, really a big thing. Uh, it's just crazy. That's like Walking Dead numbers, which Walking Dead does amazing. Mm-hmm. And they, 
the only other thing that even compares to like the numbers of what it was pulling in in 1994, 1993 when the, it was airing, but it's a fucking. The only thing compares to that now is the fucking Walking Dead and fucking Big Bang Theory. Mm. But even the X Files wasn't even in the top ten of shows. Mm. <laughs> like that's crazy. Mm. How's Agent Carter doing in the uh, the after the week after the DVR and stuff? Is it boosting know. the numbers? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, that's all. The only way I watch it is on Hulu Plus. So yeah, I don't. I don't have a recording, but that's just because I know mm-hmm. I can just put it on Hulu Plus, and my DVR is not that big. I wonder how it's doing compared to season one of Shield. Hmm. I don't know because that'd be interesting to find out too. Don't know, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just saying it'd be interesting. I know you don't know. Don't know. Uh, great show. It is great. Um, it, it is really good. It's just so refreshing to have a lady kicking ass all the time. Mm. Right. I mean, she's they, a great fucking actress. Oh yeah, she's killing. Like oh, when she's yelling at Stark at the end of the episode. You like really she, you feel the weight of it. Yeah, she's she she's angry. She's sad all at the same she's time. Betrayed, was, yeah, she betrayed. Yeah, she felt so betrayed. Uh, yeah, she's she's fucking great. I'm a little disappointed in retrospect now. That I think about it. There aren't more opportunities for her to uh, be in costume out on the field. I remember the first two episodes, like she would uh, you know dress up as the blonde, the blonde yeah. yeah, or she that was the, health uh, inspector. Yeah. yeah, they could have more of that. Because yeah, because she did. I mean, she was, that was fun. For sure. Uh, well, I mean, this week we get her in, like, her battle attire, so that would be nice. Right. But you want to see more of that spy. You want to mm-hmm. see more of the, the espionage. Yeah. Well, so anyway, uh, Ollie's not dead. Yeah, Ollie's not No surprise there. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? They pretty much gave that away uh, with the in the finale, that he wasn't well, going to Well, with the scenes from the next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That shadowy figure walking up to his body. No shit. It's yeah. like my mom was like, I'm not going to watch a show if Oliver's dead. I'm like, well, first off, <laughs> um, he's dealing with Ra's al Ghul. He's got family problems, all right. Um, a, a villain notorious for cheating death. Mm-hmm. So even even if they, well, obviously they didn't use the Lazarus pit, but they yeah, could have. Katana did something. <laughs> they could have used the Lazarus pit really easily. Yeah. But it, it's also just part of me they did it so early, I guess. Like, when he when he popped up at the end of the first episode, he was supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised. I, I like how they've actually cut flashbacks down. They're still there. Yeah. But it's been, like, two scenes an episode. Well, it. I think that's because a lot of the relationships between the characters have been established. Yeah. And, that's, and that's really what the purpose of the flashbacks have been, is just... Mm-hmm. Well, not only to understand the relationship between certain characters, but to understand the motivations of Oliver and like why he chooses to do something in a particular mission. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's this happened to him mm-hmm. like two years ago when yeah. he was going through this. I I liked having uh, oh, what's his wife's name? Katana. Katana. K- well, Katana. What's her actual name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember either. her. It's but, Katana. But I liked having their like their tension. And then also there's the tension between Oliver trying, you know, trying to le- dissuade his friend from going back to the League of Shadows because he knows, you know, that uh, odds are they're going to find out and kill him. And, yeah. And just, I don't know, it shows you, like, 
he's he's fighting the same battles that he's always been fighting, <laughs> both literally and figuratively. It's like it, mm-hmm. you know facing things he's already seen before, but also facing his past. Yeah, trying like, to like uh, last season with Deathstroke. Yeah, he had to deal with Deathstroke five years ago on the island, and now yeah. at present, and it's his past coming back to haunt him. That's yeah. much. I did like the way that episode was structured, though, in the sense that you know. You you see how broken um, their family is now, mm-hmm. and compared to how happy they are at the end of the episode when they're back with their kid, right? And you're kind of like, oh, what the fuck happened? Yeah, to the what kid? could have happened? What happened so, to that fucking kid? Yeah, you know he something, died. Yeah, something happened to the kid. Yeah. And you're just it's, like, God he damn blames it. himself, right? <laughs> just lingering out there. Uh, I I thought the the relationship or the, or the league has him. Oh, that could be too. Hmm. I liked how they built on the relationship between uh, fuck, Malcolm Merlin and Thea a little bit more, and you know, playing up that is she going to find out that he is the reason? Brainwashed yeah, her and he's had the to reason. kill Sarah. Yeah, it's fucked up. No, what's fucked up is that Laurel was using the voice thing to talk to Sarah to her dad. Yeah, yeah. it was like <laughs> that was fucked but, up. But, but it was you know that at that scene where she's on the fire escape. And she's talking to him. Shinju, and I have to agree with her. She was like, "Oh, please! You tell me your own fucking father isn't gonna recognize you? Like he sees you standing there. He's been looking at you for every, like every day of your life for twenty five years, and he's not that, gonna know that even you." That, like, like you have auras, you know. Like you, know, you can yeah, pick you can up just, when you know when you're near somebody you know. You yeah, know, like, it doesn't make if, sense. If I was sitting on the couch and you, one of you walked in and I didn't know who, I would instantly know who. You know, I think sense I sense the presence of yeah. that person. Well, you know, that might sound weird to some people, but everybody has those moments. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised that that has lasted so long. Where, where uh, Detective Lance. Lance does not know that Sarah's that dead. Sarah's dead and that he's being played. Yeah, they should probably. I, I mean, even though it, it was a good scene where uh, Laurel's talking to him over the phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when she's just like trying to not break down, and mm-hmm. yeah. I do like Laura Hell a lot better this season. Yeah, not where she's more. She's uh, not whiny as much. Yeah, yeah she's, she's got initiative. She can't drive now. Yeah, yeah. she's not a drunk. Oh, well. <laughs> true. That as well. That's probably what did it. She she got off the sauce and that pissed her off because she'd rather be <laughs> drinking. So now she's punching bad guys. And now or, she's uh, getting well, pain to take away the. Yeah, because she's not. So good, yeah. <laughs> no. Which I, I I really liked that she didn't like. They they could have been cheap and gone with the whole like she did the the boxing thing with Ted, so maybe yeah. she can sort of fight, right? But no, not she. Yeah, <laughs> with the city in hell. Okay, I brought this up to you when we were at the movies the other day. With the city in such hell, how come they had, didn't recruit the Flash? Or or Ted. Great question. Or you know Ted. Ted. They could have brought Ted in. Yeah. I understand them not bringing him Barry because well to help take down Brick. <laughs> fucking bring in. Well, that's the thing. You can't fucking. It's why Quicksilver left X Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the state the, the team is in, they need somebody. They who really did. Them. Yeah. Like well, <laughs> they need somebody with some abilities. Be like, hey, Oliver's dead. Um, we kind of need you, but yeah, you would think Felicity would have like went running to bury her other friend slash love interest. <laughs> right. well, not at so, that moment, because she was so against the idea. Where she was just like, oh yeah, that's true. She was anti superhero for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I did like how the most recent episode, it was everybody being like, what the fuck are you doing, Laurel? You're fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah. Don't it's you like know? every time that someone talked to her, they were like, stop it. <laughs> Bad dog. <laughs> Bad. Stop doing what you're doing. I love when, uh, uh, oh fuck, what's his name? Brick? Big black guy. Diggle. 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 Yeah, Diggle walks in at the beginning of the, uh, uh, the episode. He's like, what the hell, Laurel? <laughs> yeah, not even not even a part of the scene. And then, Laurel, you fucking up. <laughs> I, I like how, I like how uh, Felicity was at the police station and they see the news report. And she just looks over at her like, God damn it. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, I don't know. It was cool that they, like, they allowed Brick to get to succeed so yeah, far. Yeah. Like, I, I was surprised when they started killing off the politicians and all that. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, surely some somehow they're going to put an end to this. But it, even still, and it seemed like his his influence is going to be have an impact on the next couple episodes. Yeah. Like, there's going to be fallout from what's like what's going to happen with this gang and well, what's going to happen in the glades. We talked about it as like a trilogy, so I think it'll be wrapped up this week. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and can we talk about Vinnie Jones? Okay. How brick? Okay, you get a fucking awesome guest star as Vinnie Jones to be your bad guy. <laughs> yeah, the last movie I saw him in was uh, well, the last one I watched with him in. I should say was Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. That's the last one you watched with him in. That was well, I just watched it recently. Okay, gotcha. But I, but I mean, great actor. You're right. He was in Snatch, wasn't yeah. he? The, that's the one with uh, Brad Pitt and Jason Statham's in that. Yeah, he's in Snatch. Yeah. Great British actor. Yeah, he's also the juggernaut bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in the juggernaut. Uh, yeah, Vinny Jones is great. Role, though. No, no, it wasn't. Didn't he used to be a, a soccer player? Well, hey, I, I, he was a soccer hooligan in, uh, in, was that Euro Trip? Was that where he um, played with one of the soccer hooligans? Hmm. Uh, yeah, Vinny Jones is great. I, yeah, I, would, I think the... The nice plot twist at the end, where the DJ, the blonde DJ, turns oh, yeah. out to be an agent of of Raz Al Ghul, of uh, Raish Al Ghul. You're like, oh, now he has a point. Yeah, because at, at first you... I didn't see it coming, and I didn't know what he was going to be there, other than potentially Thea's boyfriend for whatever reason. Yeah, right. He is also in Galavan. I've only watched the first episode of that, the musical series on uh, ABC. ABC. Yeah. That was a surprise mm-hmm. for sure to have yeah. him communicating with. Uh, why am I blanking on that guy's name now? Matsu? Starts then. Yeah. Anyway. Mateo. Was that it? No. no I, don't, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, what else was I going to fucking say? God damn it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, That's what I thought. Uh, they, they confirmed episode. that uh, Deathstroke's back. He's coming back. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's gonna. Uh, Tommy's gonna be back for an episode again. What, As like, a flash. flashback. Yeah. yeah. So, who else was stuck with Deathstroke? Boomerang. Yeah. So if they like somebody. Yeah. Well, they're also they also confirmed that we'll see uh, there'll be another Suicide Squad episode this year too. Okay. So I could see both of them being in the Suicide Squad. Well, if, you know, they Argus go and break them out of Ollie's 
island prison. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you watch that uh, uh, Lego Arrow trailer? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good for the Arrow uh, DLC pack for Lego Batman Three. Yeah, it was kind of cute. It, they were like they had Oliver doing the uh, his narration, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I have to be <laughs> something pointy." Something green. Something arrowy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, because that's Stephen Abel doing the voice. It was just, yeah. It was entertaining, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, I don't know what the end game of the season is going to be, but... Ross. Yeah, probably him bringing <laughs> the League of Shadows in a grand battle in Star City. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, because, I mean, he's got to be a little pissed off that Oliver's alive. And now, you know, Malcolm's still hanging around. He's right. like, fuck you, archers. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. Uh, you know, I'm surprised we haven't had, like, Sportsmaster or somebody show up yet. Just somebody else. Someone else who can just be an archer. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. So anyway, Flash. Yeah, the Flash was awesome. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, Pipe Piper episode was fun. A. I pick the nicknames. <laughs> I, I loved that a little bit. <laughs> I picked the nicknames. That one's pretty. Right before he got his ass whooped, yeah. he got blow like knocked the fuck out. the The interesting thing they're doing with Wells, it does seem as if his speed force relies on the tachyon well, device. Yeah. Well, in the in the comics, they made it so that Barry is the one that generates the speed force mm-hmm. that he's tapping into to, to be able to run. Right, and that seems like that's where they're going, isn't it? So it's part. It's probably part of the reason that Wells is helping Barry try to get faster, so that he, he generates more of the speed force, so mm-hmm. that he can use. Yeah. So. Right. That's what he said. He's like the the true end game is near or something like that. That was the last line of the episode. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I liked, you know, like some of the villains of the week, they don't really have anything to do with anything to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of there. This one definitely had a personal connection to everybody mm-hmm. in the lab. Well, I kind of feel, I, I kind of wish they would have established that earlier in the season. Well, he was a dick. Nobody wanted to bring him up. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I got that. Yeah. Like, nobody <laughs> wanted to talk about him because they wanted to forget about him. And yeah. Wells wasn't going to bring him up because... Yeah, he was trying to hide him. Yeah. I got that, but I... I don't know. There was more action in there than I was anticipating, but at the same time, it was so easy for them to take him down. Like, I mean, Barry was Barry was uh, in pain for what thirty seconds, forty five seconds before they figured out a solution to the problem. I, I would like to see some more of him in action, like actually thwarting the villains. Instead of it being so well, simple that he that, just steals their... He, all he did was take the keys yeah. out of the fucking ignition of their motorcycles. We had that with the rogues. With, uh, uh, Captain Cold and... Yeah, I like that. And I, I want it to be more like that. I think, you know, they're just playing up the, the speed aspects so much. Um, that's I mean, it's a big part. It's the Flash. But we don't get a lot of the... Com- like, any, we don't get any combat. And most of the time when he defeats a villain, it's, it's more like a, a chess game than it is... A fight between two individuals. <laughs> you, you know, uh, you bring that up, and all I can think back to it was basically Smallville, which was basically the Flash. Mm-hmm. It was basically Superman as the Flash, <laughs> and every every fight was basically Clark would go in, and grab them, and toss them. It yeah. was basically every episode of Smallville. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That just gets so sad. like, 
getting what I'm getting now with the Flash makes me super happy. <laughs> <laughs> and besides, Barry, I mean, he, he doesn't know how to fight. He's not Oliver. Yeah, he's, that's So he's true. not, I mean, like, when he did try and fight Reverse Flash, he got the shit beat out of him. That's true. Because he doesn't know how to fight. I mean, he can run really Maybe fast. Maybe he should be doing more training with Oliver. <laughs> well, yeah, he should. He should be uh, learning how to at least do, like, simple hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Or, <laughs> that's what I, I, I wish that was in there. But I, now that you bring that up, I guess it makes sense. Where would where would the basis for his combat knowledge be? Yeah. <laughs> he's just a... He's a nerd. He's, he's, he's just a recently CSI. graduated CSI. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even when he was a kid, he got the shit beat out of him. So yeah. <laughs> but I, they they did uh, with with just that one character addition. They added a lot to the plot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's got repercussions for what happens to the Flash, but he's also got he's got insight. And he's Ronnie. got insight into Ronnie. He's got insight into Doctor Wells. He has a place in the past for uh, for Cisco and Dr. Snow. So, you know, he he brings a lot to to the story, and just I, being locked up I in feel that. like he could be a, a key player in bringing together all of the rogues, you know, like... Mm. Oh, yeah, maybe. Be the rallying point for hating Dr. Wells. <laughs> yeah. We all hate this guy. Kind of. Let's go kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, he also knows that the Flash is working with Wells. Mm. Right. I don't know. I we've been introduced to a, a good portion of the the Flash's rogues gallery already. So. Um. Yeah. Did we get the chance to talk about the uh, Captain Cold heat wave episode? Uh, no, we don't. Uh, that was fucking good. That was beautifully done. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> you just rolled your eyes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Great. And let's talk about a Prison Break reunion. Never watched it, uh, but... Right. I watched the first season of Prison Break. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's where everybody stopped watching. I never yeah. watched it, but I hear that's where you should stop watching. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I heard some bitching, like, maybe they, like, they were overacting a bit, but considering one of the guys essentially wants to fuck fire, yeah, yeah it's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good episode as well. Yeah. And it was like somebody pointed out that it just seemed like a, a almost a, a 60s Batman thing because a, a Captain Cold and Heat Wave stole a painting that was I, I, Ice and Fire or whatever the fuck it was right. called. It, it does kind of seem like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a Batman, it, 60s Batman plot. Yeah, yeah but I mean, they, they, they managed to sell it though. Like, I didn't <laughs> think about it until somebody pointed it out and I was like, okay, but at the same time, it, it, you know, yeah. There's enough like actual gravitas there and they weren't like actively making fun of themselves that mm-hmm. I don't know. It works. Yeah. Especially since, you know, that isn't their goal, you know. They're just using that as a cute way to try and kill the flash. So no. <laughs> yeah. And I I really like what they're doing with Eddie because, like they're not they they totally could have just made him a dick at the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. Like make Which. him I think they're doing this on intentionally if he ends up being one of the reverse flashes. Yeah, so that there's more there's the a, audience more of a shock and awe value when you're like, <gasps> yeah, he's not a good guy. Eddie, no. Because I mean, anybody familiar with the Flash knows that Eddie Thawne is a uh, right reverse I, Flash. I, I like that. Well, I mean, we're on the route now because he he's starting to investigate Doctor Wells, Wells yeah. on the DL because. Mm-hmm. 
I thought that, like, when that happened, I, that's the thought I had. I was like, oh, shit, what's he going to uncover at Star Labs? Yeah. When he goes investigating, he's going to find that reverse flash suit, and it might fit. It looks like he's going to be the right <laughs> size, eh? Hey? Well, I even think when we met the reverse flash, it, uh, you could hear a little bit of both of them in the voice. I think even that was done intentionally. Like, huh. I didn't pay that much I was, because I was trying to... Just <laughs> just fucking jerking off. <laughs> a little bit. What's he sound like? But I, it sounded like there was a bit of Wells and a bit of, of Eddie in there. Oh. I feel like it was a distorted combination of their voice. Say Flash again. <laughs> Say Flash again. Well, at least he could run away. <laughs> oh. oh. Damn. But, uh... A part of me thought it was really convenient that Iris was hired at a newspaper. Yeah, right. she's not Lois Lane. <laughs> I know they want me here because they think I have a special connection to the Flash. Well, but that's gone. Take advantage of it. But that's gone. Yeah, she wasn't even willing to like play it for, for professional purposes. Yeah, sure, I'll get right on that Flash piece. Yeah, right. Yeah. How about this idea that I have for this Better fluff woman piece? Shelter. Yeah. yeah, this humanitarian fluff piece. It's... No, we want we want we want the Flash. Here, take this photographer, Parker. <laughs> Parker, <laughs> bring me similar, pictures I mean, of the Flash. Similar guy. Bring me pictures of the Flash. <laughs> He's gonna have a cigar in the next which, episode, which, which I feel like Barry stands around a lot. In the open when he's fighting people, like surely somebody's got like cell phone video and shit of yeah. this guy. Well, maybe, like especially like when broad daylight when he was fighting Pied Piper out in front of that building. Uh, Clearly, there should be some fucking footage of mm-hmm. him when they're on the cars on that bridge when the cars that weren't thrown off. Yeah, one of those on the edge of the bridge would be like, "Fuck my cell phone." <laughs> I'm gonna take some fucking Do you see this? You see this shit? This shit is. This shit's going on Worldstar! (laughs) Fuck my cell phone! (laughs) Like, no, That's exactly what that Asian lady said after he pulled her out (laughs) from the dam. My cell phone, where is it? (laughs) Like, you just see a bunch of flashes going on, no pun intended. Just pop, pop, pop. Yep. Pop, pop. Oh, well. Uh, It remains anonymous. Lucky Barry. It, it's not like you, uh, when he's just standing there, he's all blurring his face out. Yeah. Because every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, there's people with cell phones that could just be like, hey, that, that's fucking Barry Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He probably doesn't have that recognizable of a face. Yeah. No, but if these, if these photos of him would be making them into newspapers and shit and he yeah. works for a police station... Clearly, somebody at that police station would be looking at their fucking newspaper like... Well, you'd think somebody would figure out who the fuck Oliver Queen is. Yeah. Especially since he's not even doing anything now. <laughs> the only thing he's got is the fucking arrow. Yeah. Washed up washed up celebrity. Right. Oliver Queen. Hides out in the basement of a bar, of a bar called The Verdant. Which, by the way... Has, derives its root from the word for green. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what he's doing down there. <laughs> that's, where he, that's where he takes all the sexy celebrities. Uh, the verdant basement. Yeah, there's rumors about Oliver Queen's sex dungeon in the. <laughs> <laughs> let me show you my rubber suit. And in the bar let, ran by let, his sister. Let me show Ooh. you Fifty Shades of Green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Oliver. 
well, okay, okay. Going back to Arrow, what about that DJ being a fucking spy for the league? We were. We were I, I mean, uh, that he needed to have a reason to exist. Yeah. Which, for one, but I. I didn't see it coming until they until that scene it initiated. Then I was like, "Oh, he's a fucking informant. He's going in there." And sure enough, he pulls out the cell phone and and calls. He's not believable. Well, well we haven't seen any of his character other than the first, here's my audition. Yeah, he's, he's Am I a good kisser? And that's it. Like his character hasn't right. had any time to develop. All right, he's just there to randomly kiss Thea. Yeah, uh, and awkwardly grind against her. Right. Good lord. Right? <laughs> I don't... I don't know. Which which show do you think is gonna have a more suspenseful season finale? There's there's so much that's not been uncovered in the Arrow, but at the same time, we're seeing developments in the... Or, sorry, there's no so much that hasn't been uncovered in the Flash, but at the same time, we're seeing elements in Arrow that are, like, changing the dimension of... How soon before Rachel Ghoul attacks? Yeah. Like, what, like, what kind of information does he have? Does he know where to? Is he going to kidnap Thea and hold her as a hostage to to uh, bring in Merlin and then also Oliver by default? Because well, I kind of think that's what's going to happen. I kind of feel like and Merlin uh, versus Ross. Together. Yeah, it's going to happen. Even though they don't want to fight together, they're going to be forced to for Thea's for Thea, sake. Yeah. Like, I, I see that going there. Uh, I don't know. I think the Flash will. I think the Flash will have higher higher stakes for a season finale given I can't quite see where they're going yeah well it's gonna have something to do with Wells it's just yeah. I mean that's almost the more exciting thing is that you're not entirely sure what's gonna happen exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so. and I think Arrow does a good job of wrapping up each of their seasons pretty well like they're each kind of book ending book yeah. ending their, their seasons um hell I can't remember if they had cliffhangers Seasons one and two had cliffhangers. Well, yeah. season but, well, one ended with Oliver holding Merlin's uh, Tommy's body. Yeah, that's then it just ended. Yeah, after the destruction. Well, I mean, it had the destruction of the glades and stuff. Yeah. There was nothing was really wrapped up about that. Yeah. So there was a, a semblance of okay, what the fuck's gonna happen now? Fair enough. Uh, season two, <clears throat> it ended with them putting Deathstroke in the prison. Prison, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that one was pretty. Uh, I I feel like season three will kind of be the same thing. I think maybe Thea going off with Merlin was the big, um, probably. Yeah. But to me, that still doesn't feel like really cliffhangerish, just mm-hmm. a thread. You know, uh, I can see the Flash having a pretty big cliffhanger, like some big uh, revelation is outed, and yeah. Well, if he finds out who Wells is, then the sanctuary is gone. Like. There's no safe place for him to to continue to fight crime and have people on his side because even though he could trust Cisco and Snow, if Doctor Wells is found out, where are they going to continue to operate? Man, it sounds like they need a watchtower. <laughs> Cisco and Snow need a watchtower. Uh, yeah, I don't. That'd be funny if they tried to operate. In the uh, uh, West Basement. Right. <laughs> Semi-sad science lab. <laughs> maybe they're, like, they're just kind of like, man, maybe we should open up a club and get it use its basement. <laughs> we maybe can call can... it the... Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a pretty word for red. Crimson. <laughs> Crimson. <laughs> what, what if they kill Detective West? I think that would be... 
huge, but he also brings so much charm to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. But uh, how if, if you take away the Flash's like home, you take away the safety of of the scientist that he's mm-hmm. been trusting, and he has nowhere else to turn. Like he either has to defeat Wells, take him out of the picture for a little while, or else they don't go that route. And yeah, I, I can see if like Eddie is revealed to be one of the reverse flashes, and he kills West. Oh, that'd be fucked up. That would be fucked. Yeah, up. I, I, but that also would make a lot of sense. Yeah, that drives uh, that, that could drive a lot in like a lot of story drive, for yeah. the next season with the with Barry and Iris. Iris, yeah, with Barry and Iris's love story, but also their familiar relationship because that's conflicting right yeah. there. Plus, he's got to find a way to continue to be a superhero without the support of the guy who he's trusted this whole time. Oh, uh, a couple things about trusted the Flash that we forgot easily. to. I don't think we brought up the fact that uh, Mark Hamill's coming back as a trickster. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I didn't know Another that. original Flash series mm-hmm. character coming oh. back. Um, as well as uh, uh, they're introducing uh, Wally's wife. Linda? Linda. Linda's going to be in the, the season. Oh. So. What are they going to bring Wally? I don't know. <laughs> mm. But they're introducing Linda, so. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. So that'll be me. Yeah. So mm. another extended member of the Flash, Flash family, so. <laughs> it's amazing. I have to Three drive. seasons from now, Wally's twins pop up. <laughs> That'd be really quick. You know, I can I can see Bart popping up before the twins. Hell, I can see Bart popping up before Wally. That would be kind of cool once they like they finally start delving more into the time travel. Bart shows up for an episode. Yeah, that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah, right. Uh, that, well, see, that would be a good addition to the Titans show as well. Bart, Bart, or yeah. Wally. Yeah, a Flash or something. A Flash of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Or Aqualad, or just the Young Justice again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get the Young Justice cast. That's fine. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the live action Young Justice. I'll watch it. All uh, right. Well, I guess that uh, I don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm spent. Yeah, spent, spent, spent. Like that perf, that fur seal. <laughs> You're oh. spent. I couldn't let us go without, without bringing <laughs> it back right, to the well, first season. We had a chance to talk about Gotham, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Penguin, we missed Penguin, all the opportunities <laughs> for fucking innuendo. <laughs> so the last, what, what, we haven't talked about how many episodes? All Four? Since Gilman stopped watching? Well. It's sad. Jim Gordon has made his way back from Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Had a nice arc with the electrocutioner. Yeah, and uh, Which, what's the lady's name? Uh, uh, Marina Back uh, Bacharin as uh, Leslie. Leslie. Uh, yeah, Tompkins. Tompkins. Rumors yeah. are flying that they were hooking up in they, the um, storage room. Yeah, which are true. Which are true. Oh, 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 they were true. They're totally true. It's like Bruce's adopted parents are <laughs> getting it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was trying to explain that to my mom. I was like, if Alfred is. Uh, Bruce's adopted dad, mm-hmm. you know, basically not obviously 
Oh, maybe Bruce adopt or Alfred adopted him. It would kind of make sense. I think he's at the very least a legal guardian. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, I was like, all right, Leslie would basically be Bruce's stepmom. Mm. You know, like if you just had to fill these parental roles for Bruce, that's who that is. I was trying to explain to her how important to Bruce she is, mm. and she was having a hard time grasping that. But I think that's a pretty good way to look at it. Yeah. And you can also throw Gordon in there as a fatherly figure as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, have, pulling him back into the Gotham Police Force, Gotham, and, Gotham, Gotham Police Gotham, Force, Gotham. and immediately the Ryan Gotham Police Force. Yeah, the Ryan Gotham <laughs> Police Force. There you go. But, uh, oh, oh, God shit, damn it! Damn it! So the Ryan Gotham Police Force. Right. Well, you pull you pull uh, Gordon back into that, and immediately he's shaking up things again. He's going after other police officers mm-hmm. that he knows are corrupt. Which have been was badass. Yeah, that uh. <laughs> like the the whole the couple of fight scenes between the cops uh. and seeing him uh, when he goes to Penguin that that was like the greatest thing that didn't come didn't come to fruition until the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But he goes to Penguin and asks for help in <clears throat> tracking down the guy who. The cop, the dirty cop who yeah. kills this drug dealer and also kills his witness, and yeah. that's like well, that's the moral driving factor behind the investigation. And when he, like, when it comes around to fruition, and the drug cop comes to him, basically begging on his knees that Bruce or that Jim Gordon leave his wife and children alone. Mm-hmm. He, I think that is when Gordon realized how deep into, like, how deep into the, the underground crime that he was because mm. I don't think he realized that that uh, Penguin could command such authority like get people to do such things yeah. and then he finds out just how twisted the people he knows are yeah that was that was a pretty good moment um, I think I think they've dropped the ball on fish a little bit I kind of was hoping that she would be wrapped up I thought, yeah, I thought that was going to happen as well, and I, I mean, I Literally, see why they I was saved her. That she'd be wrapped up in a carpet and thrown into the right. ocean. I, but I see why they saved her to bring her back as a, an adversary for the penguin. Yeah. Although it doesn't, it, like, it still seems like she doesn't have much life. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like her story should have been wrapped up. Which now, but maybe now she it was has, supposed to be considering it was only supposed to be a limited thirteen episodes. Right. Maybe it was supposed to be wrapped up, and and now she she doesn't have anybody to turn to though. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, other than Bullock, but yeah, we see, which we see them kiss, which was really weird. No, I kind of saw Bullock. that coming. Yeah, I kind of yeah. saw that coming because of since the first interaction, he he clearly had a sweet spot for her. Yeah, I didn't think it was at all romantic like that. No, I thought it was just like ass kissing. But yeah. now she has nobody. Yeah. I mean, Butch, her her number two, he's gone. Her yeah. gang has been stripped from her from by Don Falcone. Yeah. And it, Bullock is the only guy she can turn to. He's he's not going to be the fucking knight in shining armor that comes and saves her ass next time she's being tortured, that's yeah. for sure. So I'm, I'm really hoping now that Penguin has her uh, club, he's going to turn it into the, the Iceberg Lounge. Oh, God. That was a really weird... Uh, really weird shot progression going through his mom dancing with his lackey and then like I, I don't know there's just she's so strange I can't yeah. tell if there's a sexual tension between them between her and her, and her son, son yeah, yeah or, or what's going on but he always makes these weird faces at her and she's always so like caressing and, and affectionate <laughs> you know this is this is the second time she's been with a penguin she was with Danny DeVito in Taxi <laughs> <laughs> 
just just a weird lady. Great great acting job, but the character is very bizarre. Yeah, it is really bizarre. I, I don't I don't quite get why they went with that portrayal of his parents. No, I don't either. But I, well, we say that, and then yet Danny DeVito's dad was Pee Wee Herman. So. <laughs> In Batman Returns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't know that. I know. I didn't remember <laughs> that. I probably need to rewatch that. It's off Netflix now, so, unfortunately. But it's on Amazon, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or you can just borrow them. I have them. I have them, too. I would say Batman Returns is the best of the first four. Really? Yeah. I, I really like Batman. I really like... I feel like Batman Returns works better as its own... Like, I don't like the way the story unfolds in Batman. Hmm. I don't really think, like, some of it kind of annoys me a little bit. Really? Yeah, I just think that a lot of... But, the f- but it's so quotable. So? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you weigh? So is Austin Powers. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. I, uh... I also liked what happened between Bruce and... And, uh... Selena. Selena, thank you. Why did I... Blank on her name. I, I refuse to call her cat. <laughs> it, it was interesting that she she came back and she just said, you know, I, I can't help you. This whole time I've been lying to you. I don't know who killed your parents and let's yeah. and get over Bruce it. Bruce got her a gift. Yeah, he got Bruce, her a snow globe. Yeah. Yeah. And she just was sweet. like, take this. I'm not helping you because I don't know who killed your parents, so stop trying to find out who killed your parents. And then, and then the best scene... Bruce is crying in front of the fireplace where there's a smashed snow globe and Alfred walks in and he's like and he asks him what's going on he goes she lied and Alfred says alright so should I go get the broom or do you want to continue crying over these broken pieces of glass that are like are you going to continue acting like a little baby or are we going to be men about this <laughs> to a fucking 11 year old nice yeah that one's pretty sweet uh, yeah you know, I just watched the Alfred Pennyworth show. <laughs> he could probably, uh, he could probably do the voice for. Oh, what were we talking about just a few minutes ago? Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I, actually, that might, he might not be bad for a Batman voice. He's got that real gravelly tone to his yeah. voice. Uh, actually, this brings me out to. Uh, I was flipping through this book, How to Archer, <laughs> and I'm gonna try and find it. There's a. A, a moment in here where he was listing. Oh, flipped right to it. <laughs> Famous valets and butler butlers ranked by level of awesomeness. <laughs> Number one, Jeeves. Two, Cato. <laughs> uh, and three, Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah, okay, yeah, pretty good. much suits it. Uh, four, Mister uh, Belvedere. Uh. Uh, number five, I, I don't know how to, to pronounce that. Passe partout? Yeah, I don't know if that's a reference I'm missing. Is it, It's French, but I don't know. Passe part out. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the American... Every other butler valet in the history of mankind tied. Infinity Woodhouse. <laughs> that's his butler. Mm. No, I... I uh, I don't know. I like where I like where the story's going. Where as far as everyone is concerned, except Bruce, mm-hmm. and I get that they want to put him on the back burner because he's not the well, focal point of the show. I'm glad that he hasn't really been on it as much in the past couple episodes up until the newest one. 
But he hadn't been in three episodes, you know? He had taken a lot of time. Oh. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, to wrap this up, hopefully I'll be talking more about this book, How to Archer. Passe is Jean Passe Partout, and he is the he's a character in the book Around the World in Eighty Days. He's the French valet to whoever the main character of that book is. I don't know anything about it, <laughs> but just for clarity's sake. All right, uh, but yeah, to wrap things up, hopefully I'll be able to review uh, the book uh, How to Archer by Sterling Archer. Yeah, it, you know, and based on a soundbite I heard on the radio earlier, uh-huh. it sounds like the penguins are going to be doing the raping in tonight's oh. episode. I don't. Oh. Uh, I can't wait to see. I heard some pretty <laughs> angry revenge. Shit. revenge. <laughs> <Jump> <laughs> penguin. Penguins are going to get some. Uh, How do you like having something shove uncomfortably up something? Yeah, no, but now, now all I'm going to be able to do is think about him having no genitalia. Like <laughs> every time I see him on camera, be like, look where the, his balls and cocks should be, and wonder if they're there. <laughs> How about him getting killed in The Walking Dead? I mean, his character was a write-off, I don't... Right? Well, write-off enough to where they brought him back at the beginning of this season. Yeah. He was one of the men killed at the very beginning. I think that's just because he did a good job. Yeah, I think it's just because he did a good job in the last episode he was in. Well, I think they killed him off because they were like, oh, we were going to bring you back, but now you got another show, so... That could be, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we'll talk about this book. It came out in 2011, so, like... A season into the show is when the book came out. But uh, I'm current on the show. You have all of season five to watch, and David hasn't watched anything. So I would love to talk Archer with you guys once you guys get current. I know. Uh, Barry came back in this past week's episode. <laughs> Gotta love some Barry. God damn it. They have um, gotten rid of him like four times already. But uh, the, the premise of the episode was uh, Pam uh, was going home to be in her sister's wedding. And her sister is so much worse than Pam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you'll you'll enjoy that. Um, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and hit the stop button. I'm David West. I'm David Gilman. And Chance. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Kind of Epic Show. Email us at Kind of Epic Films dot com. Or, uh, Kind of epic films at God or gag. Gmail. Gmail. I can't talk. Kind of epic. Kind of epic films at gmail.com. Uh, and follow me on Twitter, David West underscore K O E S. And these two aren't on social media. Because it sucks big dicks! <laughs> and don't support Budweiser. Fuck. Anheuser Or Fur Seals. Yeah. Actually, if you could buy more clothing made out of first seal pelts, that'd be appreciated. <laughs> Save the penguins. They are the honey badgers of the aquatic world. Oh. Alright. Alright, I'm gonna hit stop. Hit the button. Yep. Uh, I am drinking. Others. I am drinking. French country ale. Stop. I'm drinking. Stop. I am drinking. I forgot to mention it. I figured I'd get that out of the way. Oh, God. Yep. Hit the button.
Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.